0: See ya.
1: The Adam Crowley Show. Well, I'm much better than the fan. a fan, and not as much of a guest as a fan. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. Play well, yeah. It is official. Randy Feetner, now the Steelers' offensive coordinator, being promoted from the wide receivers' coach, but he's also going to be the wide receivers' coach a lot on the plate for one man. I wonder who's going to get blamed when Ben Roethlisberger throws his first interception. They're going to find a way still to rope Todd Halian? You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Today's been one of those days where very little preparation goes into the show. I sat down at about nine this morning Came up with some ideas, started to bullet them out. Then I found out that Pittsburgh was on the short list to get the next Amazon headquarters. So I figured I'm going to go out and try to get Bill Peduto, Mayor of Pittsburgh, on the show. I talked to Bill Peduto's press person. She says we'll get something taped up prior to the show. Haven't heard from them in three hours. See ya. The hope was that we could do something before the show, and if not, we'd make something happen during the show. So there is still a chance we're going to have Bill Peduto on the program. Looking forward to that, if it does, in fact, happen. If you don't catch him here, though, 8.45 tomorrow on the DVE Morning Show. I'm wondering if Randy Bauman slid in and stole my interview. Joining me now to discuss, since I'm so woefully underprepared, my friend from the DVE Morning Show and the Steelers Radio Network, and soon to be... Radio station in North Carolina. He is Randy Slack. Hello,
0: Slack. Hi. It's uh. It's good to be here for hopefully the last time. Well, you're doing it tomorrow from six until seven. I'm, but I'm, we're not doing it in the studio. We're going to be doing the Bud Light Happy Hour live from Carson City. Mm. Yeah, baby. Get some pops with your boy Adam. Did you announce on the DV Morning Show
1: that you took a new job yet?
0: Uh, no, I, I didn't officially announce until um, I wanted to talk to my boss first. Oh, whoops. you know, out of out of respect. So I waited until after the show, and you know, I didn't want to you know leave the show and be like, hey, I'm quitting in two weeks. You know, cause I'd be disrespectful to everybody. D bag move that would be. yes. Yeah, yeah. So I waited until after the show, and then told him, and then once I told him, then I told everybody. So you know, it's not that big of a deal. I'm a producer. It's not. It's okay. It's big for me. I know. You're my boy, I'm, Blue. I'm your I'm your content creator on this show. I get it. You
1: are. Much like fine. downstairs on DV, I wonder if the ratings are going to plummet if you walk away,
0: when you walk Hopefully.
1: away. Hopefully. But now you can go, ha,
0: I'm going to be Todd Haley, and when the offense starts to go down, can't blame old slack man no more. I wonder if the interview process went like this.
1: Randy Finkner walks in. Art Rooney II says, do you run the quarterback sneak? Randy says, yeah, I think we'll run the quarterback sneak. Okay. BAM! You're hired! Because, to me, as much as they put on the scoreboard in that game, as much as they put up in terms of statistics in that game on the offensive side, the two biggest plays, to me, were the fourth and shorts, where they had an opportunity to extend drives, and the fact that the quarterback sneak is not in the playbook, and that nobody's admitting it's their fault... To me meant somebody's head needed to roll. And here
0: that happened with Todd Haley. Here's here's how I think the interview went since we're doing a, a scenario here. Sure. Randy Feigner's walking down the hallway. Art Rooney the second goes, Ben, is that him? And Ben says, Yep. That's how the interview went. Done. Yeah. I don't think it had uh I don't think it had much to do with uh I think you're you're appeasing your quarterback, you know, making him happy because he's uh, you know, he has three more years. Whether or not that's a diva move by
1: Ben Roethlisberger doesn't bother me so much. If you're the Steelers, you have to do what he wants, right? 100%. Because in the next 20 years, likely the best chance that you have to win a Super Bowl is these next three. Now, you never know what's going to happen, but between Bradshaw and Roethlisberger, they had good teams, they had opportunities, but they didn't win junk.
0: Now, here's the only the downside of that. Is you know you're doing this for Ben because that's 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 Ben's guy and you're getting rid of Todd Haley, which Todd Haley, by the way, top ten offense the last four years. The last time that's happened was seventy four to seventy nine, so it's been a while since the Steelers had a top ten offense. Um, by bringing in his guy and doing what he wants, are you setting a precedent to the other guys on the team? Like maybe if you have a, a really good running back who wants a contract and your franchise tagging him. And he says, maybe, oh, so he this guy gets everything he wants, and me, I'm carrying the ball more than anybody else in the freaking league, and I can't I can't get a contract. Don't you also have to be smart though? Don't you,
1: if you're a Le'Veon Bell, have to realize that you are not gonna be first in the pecking order? I think even Antonio Brown knows he's not first in the pecking order, and there are huge egos amongst those three, no question about it. Hell, Martavis Bryant's got a big ego. I'm sure the offensive linemen, Marquise Pouncey, David Castro, they think they're pretty darn good, but they've all got to know that Ben's the guy. They've all got to understand that.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, it—I don't know. It just—it's it, not really like the Steelers to kind of kowtow to yeah, a certain to, to, to a certain player. And if you're going to do that for your quarterback, if you're if you're starting to break the rules, why not keep breaking them and. You know, get the contract. I'm just speaking if if I'm Lev Bell and if Lev Bell was trying to get as much money as he possibly can. You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe he wants to maybe after this year and after last year he's kind of changing his tune to more, he'd rather win a championship. Maybe. Or maybe he's thinking, Man, they ran me a lot last year. They're gonna run me a lot next year. What if I'm broken down and I can't get more money? You know, I need I need to cash in while I can. I think all the points that Lev Bell
1: made were good points. I just think he did them at the wrong time. I think he deserves to be the highest paid running back in football. 100%. Whether it's here, whether it's somewhere else, he deserves it, and he looks at it that way. He wants to be valued. Getting that franchise tag placed on you doesn't feel like value. It feels like they're going to get out of me what they want and then kick me to the curb. It's kind of like a hooker, right? Uh, You you pay him, you get what you want, and then you say, see you later to Le'Veon Bell. I've never had a hooker
0: before, Adam. I, I don't know how that works. So I'm oh. glad you could explain that for me, though. Thank you.
1: I've watched TV. Okay. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four is the number. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley at Slackomania. You've only got a couple of weeks left to get after him, so do that. And then, I'm not
0: quitting Twitter.
1: Good well, grief! Well, what the hell do you want to talk about with
0: some North Carolina radio hosts? You know, beaches, the wonderfulness of the port city of Wilmington. You could have said that a lot cooler. WRMR. 98.7 Modern Rock starting um, February 12th. Oh, for the love of God. 6 to 10. You're just killing the show Listen right online. Now. Oh, shut up.
1: It's not even iHeart. You got to stay out of here with this garbage then. <laughs> get out of here. Sneaking in non-iHeart on the iHeart anyway. When it comes to Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. I get that you don't want to set a bad precedent. I get that you don't want other players to feel like This guy's the king. But at the same time, you've got to find a way to squeeze another championship out of this dude. You have to because, man, it's been six years since they've been there. Hell, seven years now after this year. Mm -hmm. They haven't won a championship since 08. And I realize these are all first world problems. Sure. But the Steelers haven't been relevant that way. In over a decade now, or a decade now, you have to do what you can with the talent that you have. And that's why I'm slapping the tag on Lev. That's why they gave Antonio Brown the contract extension. That's why they kicked Todd Haley's ass out the door to keep Ben around, uh, to make sure Ben's just not going to say, you know what, I'm out of here. F this, I don't want to deal with that guy again. And I I think that it all goes... Into trying to win a championship now and knowing that there's an urgency to have to win one because God only knows what kind of abyss you get into once he's gone. I don't have a problem with any of this and I don't think for a second that it's a conspiracy theory to suggest that Ben Roethlisberger pushed Todd Haley out the door. I think that's a big reason why he said what he said last year after the AFC championship game. Uh, I know for a fact, having heard from a source, that he got dressed down. Ben Roethlisberger did by Todd Haley in a way he had never gotten dressed down before after that AFC Championship game last year. And it's not a coincidence, then, to me, a couple of days after that, that he tells that station across the street with Cook and, or crook and phony. He
0: tells them, "Yeah, maybe I'm hanging up."
1: Yeah, anything about that? <laughs> Pretty good, right? Yeah, no, not um, at all low hanging.
0: No, yeah, the 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 Todd Haley stuff makes sense, and you know there were some. Off the field issues as well that you can't really have from a coach. What happened? Uh, you know the the incident where I don't know if he was in some sort of altercation at uh, that involved uh, Todd Haley and maybe his wife, perhaps at a, a tequila cowboy. Sure, you can't have that as a as a coach. So you can barely it have it. it as a player, right? You really can't do that kind of stuff as a coach. My the the worry the thing that worries me. Another thing that worries me about this is now. If Ben has a bad game, or the play calling isn't great, you know who's he who's he going to blame this on? Yep, it's a great point. You know he's, I mean, but look, there that's a double edged sword because if it goes well, it's him, and he can say, "Look what I'm doing without this guy." But if he has a poor if he has a poor outing, or if what let's say there's no Todd Haley and they don't get one of those fourth downs and Ben still throws the interception at the 11-yard line and still gets strip-sacked at midfield. You know, are we saying, geez, Ben really blew that game for him? Todd Haley was a meat shield, man. Yeah.
1: Ben Roethlisberger gets criticized less than any other athlete in this town. I'm not kidding. I've criticized Ben. I did it a lot at the beginning of the season. Same with Matt Williamson. But he is criticized
0: very rarely as far as like the, the star players, the high-profile guys go, yes. When Crosby and Malkin don't play well in the playoffs, they get crucified. Mm-hmm.
1: When Andrew McCutcheon had his slumps, he got crushed. Yep. He really did. Yep. Meanwhile, Ben Roethlisberger, the beginning portion of the season, all of the heat fell on the offensive coordinator. It was either, is Ben hurt or is the offensive coordinator not doing a great job? And Ben now does not have that meat shield. Ben doesn't have that human being that can be the guy that's the scapegoat for everything. Now, I suppose you could turn that into Randy Featner, but if their relationship is as good as it's made out to be, he's not going to be throwing him under the bus. I think that is the most fascinating point. If Ben still throws his petulant interceptions, if they're still unable to convert on fourth downs, and Ben's not audible into that stuff, uh, if Ben's making poor decisions, are people actually in this town going to feel comfortable criticizing him now? And why haven't they criticized him before the way that he should be criticized? Because he won a couple championships? Does that make you uh, bulletproof? Because it shouldn't. Right. Yes. I mean, hell, he didn't play well in the first Super Bowl. It wasn't because of him that they won the game. It was because of him, in large part, that they got there. But, man, Ben Roethlisberger, in, I'd say the first eight years of his career, was a good quarterback being buoyed by a bad, by a really good defense. Yeah. And now he's a great quarterback who's been let down a little bit by the defense, but he still makes his mistakes. I just I want to see this is a, a fascinating case study to me. What happens the first time Ben Roethlisberger throws an interception, one of his awful interceptions? What are people going to say? Who are they going to blame? Does the quarterback actually take the brunt of it? I'm interested, baby.
0: Yeah. Um. And going back to that playoff game for just a second, the fourth and one that people really were incredulous about the toss sweep. That uh, obviously didn't get the first down. I get that that's a bad play call. At the same time, the Jags didn't call a timeout immediately, and they had 10 guys on the field. You would think if you have a veteran quarterback, Brady snaps You it. might realize, River snaps hey, it. it's fourth and short. Snaps they don't it. have enough guys on the yep. field. And you get a playoff. Yep, They didn't. They let him call a timeout. Granted, maybe running that sweep with 10 guys on the field, maybe even nine guys on the field, they still get stuffed. But still, it's you would think of your veteran guy would would be able to spot that pretty quickly. That hey, they're short a man, and he didn't get enough heat for that. No, he did not. He made some great throws in that game. Oh my Ju- god, yeah. Juju bailed him, or he Juju dropped the other fourth down that they didn't convert and it hit him right right in the hands. He just didn't catch it. If he doesn't get held, he's scoring a touchdown. Maybe sure, but he still should have caught the ball. He still should have caught the ball. He made great the other two fourth downs that nobody talks about. The Martavis and Antonio Brown touchdowns. But you know what? That one, the Juju Smith one, he also had Eli Rogers wide open in the middle of the field. Yeah, he did. And on one of the Antonio Brown catches, I think the first touchdown, uh, he had Eli Rogers, I think, or Jesse James maybe, uh, r- wide open across the middle. But he knew. He trusts A.B. Well it's then hard go, not to trust A.B. Then go to
1: A.B. instead of Juju Smith on the other fourth down. Right. That's the thing for me. And Ben does this all the time. Uh, If he audibles into a play that works, it's a great play. Yeah. If he doesn't audible and he goes to the play that's running and it doesn't work, oh, Todd called that play. Well, so you can't check out of it if you think it's going to be a bad play? Uh, He forced Todd out of town. Uh, I saw Colin Cowherd talking on his show about how he thinks Ben Roethlisberger is trying to force Mike Tomlin out. Oh, my God. Uh, How far off base can you be there? He was trying to force Haley out. He got Haley out. I'm interested to see where the offense goes from here, and I'm interested to see if Ben Roethlisberger will get the blame placed on him. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley, Randy Slack at Slackamania. Coming up next, Steelers were thirteen and three. People are acting like the sky's falling, and you know what? I like it. I'll explain. It's a Crowley Show. I guess I should have made it clear. In the first segment, Randy Slack will be hanging out the entire first hour
0: of the show. (laughs) I'm not doing that. Oh, you're not? Oh, wait. You say the first hour or the whole show? First hour of the show. Okay, I'll do that. Sorry, I was reading an email. Oh, for the love of God. Jerry Dulac coming up at
1: 520. Would Would you shut up? Would you for the love of God? Jerry D! I'm to set up the show. You talking golf? Let me set up the show. You know who was a golf coach? Who's a golf coach? Jerry Dulac. Of course he is. It's great. Jerry Dulac 5'20", talking about the Steelers. They have just named former quarterbacks coach Randy Feetner the offensive coordinator, who also continued to be Ben Roethlisberger's quarterbacks coach. We got Tim Benz at 6, and at some point we are told we will have Mayor Bill Peduto, but I'm feeling like that's less and less likely now that he's decided to go on the DV morning
0: show tomorrow at 8.45. Duders. I didn't even have to book that. They booked they book us. I don't think that's the way that went down. No, but Randy ain't booking it. I bet you, Randy
1: said, "Hey, Bill, you want to come on with me?" That's exactly what I, I think happened. It. They come on our show to
0: push messages. Well, push or propaganda. The message the on viewers. my show
1: first. Work out the talking points, and then I go agree. On the big I
0: show. agree. He should have he went on your show. You need uh, you need to interview some you know dignitaries.
1: I bet you'll he go on because I'm going to start branding him on Twitter. Interview
0: uh, interview Fetterman. I don't know what that means. The uh, the guy from. Uh, crap i can't think of where he's from braddock the mayor of braddock yeah he's like he's like running for senate and stuff i want to interview that guy he's a big deal he's awesome he always wears shorts like he's probably wearing shorts today when it was like negative three yesterday he's wearing shorts uh joe get that guy for tomorrow he's a giant too he's like six six five see if he can come in his studio
1: and hold me like a baby brad he, he might Four one two nine two two eight seven four. Let's go to Mark in Wheeling. First up today on the Crowley Show on the Crowley Radio Network stretching down to Wheeling, West Virginia. What's up, Mark? Wow, what an honor. Hey. Um, <laughs> you know, the whole <laughs> the, the the whole
2: Todd Haley thing, I, I, I'm down with it. I you know, I can understand it. Yeah, he's had tops in offense, but you don't have quarterbacks ink in your playbook. That's one knock against you. The other thing is I don't feel the man uses the middle of the field enough. He doesn't. I, he doesn't. You know, we don't. We don't drag receivers underneath linebackers. We don't go deep down the middle with with anybody. Hardly ever. Um, it, it just I, so I think a change in direction is not such a bad thing on the offense, even though the offense is steaming. Yeah, now agree with that. my real oh. grape. Though. Oh. My real grape. My real grape. And I haven't heard really anybody grape. Call him on this. Um, was with Tomlin going with the onside kick call with a little over two minutes, two timeouts, and the two minute warning. Yeah, it was dumb. If you don't, if you don't get a free and out, the game's over anyway. Why do you onside kick there? You kick, in my opinion, you kick the ball deep. You hold them to free and out. You give yourself a shorter field with a clock under two minutes.
1: Yeah, Mark, and I don't know why I haven't heard anybody talk about it because we killed him for it on Monday, and everyone's basically killed him since the second that it happened.
0: What I don't know why people didn't talk about is why didn't they, when they were down 10, when they got close, kick a kick a field goal and then try another stupid onside kick. That was, to me, the thing that, kind
1: of pointed to Tomlin's mismanagement the most. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of the New England game at the end where the Steelers got within scoring territory. There were 42 seconds left. Ben takes that sack. There's the 10-second runoff. They pretty much took everything from him. It was like a divorce. Mm-hmm. They yeah. they they take the 10 yards. You get a penalty called on you. You lose the down. You get the 10-second runoff. Yeah. They take everything. <laughs> they take your cat like it's awful. So there's 32 seconds left. And after that, they throw a ball in inbounds with 20 seconds left, and the clock starts to run. At 32 seconds left, after the runoff, I'm kicking the field goal and then giving my chance, my getting myself another chance. At 42 seconds, Ben can't take that sack. Nope. Everything at that point needs to be towards the end zone. It's total mismanagement. They didn't extend the game. It's asinine, and it reminds me of the end of the Patriots game when they didn't know what they were doing then either. They threw a ball inbounds, then they had to rush to the line. They didn't have a plan. In that game, obviously, it cost them. It cost them at least a trip to overtime. In this game, it cost them an opportunity to at least extend the game. I don't think Mike Thomas should be fired. I think it's ludicrous that anybody would. But he needs to, when he makes mistakes, be accountable for those mistakes. In his press conference on Tuesday, he deflected all blame all of the all of the distractions were social media's fault, right, or the media itself's fault. Everything he does has a reason, and man, it doesn't always have to be right. Like you can admit whenever something was wrong. and the end of the game was mishandled a number of different ways.
0: Not a lot of sense of urgency either when they got, when they got the ball back after the uh, the Jags went up ten. It just seemed like they were just conceding the game. Was a little like, hey guys, you know you you still actually kind of have a chance here. I mean, your guy can't kick that bad of an onside kick the second time, can he? You'd think maybe he got the bad one out of his system. You know what I mean? That's the hope. It was a total mismanagement
1: by Tomlin and the coaching staff. Uh, even not using timeouts before the two-minute warning. Uh, at least one of them, right? That was irritating to me too. It was just an entire systematic failure from the top on down the Comedy entire Comedy of errors. It really was 4129222874 tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley Steelers were 13 and three this year and man they're getting roasted like a team that was 5 and 11 and I think you could say that Pittsburgh sports fans are spoiled Uh, I think you could say that Pittsburgh sports fans and Steelers fans in general have a very high opinion of themselves and they think that they should win every single year. But I kind of like that when it comes to the Steelers because the reality is this is a team, Slack, that is as talented as any in the National Football League. You shouldn't be losing at home in the playoffs. You shouldn't be falling behind 21-0 to anyone in the league, especially not in the playoff game. If people want to act like the sky is falling, I can get behind that.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as star talent goes, star power – Going into this season, there was a lot of it on the Steelers. You know, with Ben, with Brown, with Bell, with Ryan Shazier at the beginning of the season, with Cam Hayward, a lot of big name, good players. I mean, it, it's like Le'Veon Bell, best receiver or best running back in the league. Antonio Brown, best receiver in the league. You've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You've got one of the best offensive lines in the league. The Kevin Colbert has done a really good job building a roster. It's probably the most talented roster in the league with Tomlin's help too. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, I mean, thirteen and three divisional round. I mean, they kind of regressed this year. They were in the AFC Championship game last year. You know, they had a chance to go face the Patriots again this time with more offensive weapons, a lot more offensive weapons than the last time these two teams played, and uh, they didn't get their chance. It was it was a disappointing season for the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Joe, can you get the breaking news sounder out? Oh jeez. Yeah, we got some cooking here. I'm going to give Joe a couple of seconds because this is in need of the breaking news sounder. Nothing can nothing can stop the news avalanche. Now that the Steelers season is over, and really throughout Steelers season, we're getting smacked in the face with breaking news. Now the season's over, and again, we interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Tom Brady didn't practice today because of his injured hand. Oh, can you imagine if Tom Brady didn't play in the AFC championship game and the Steelers lost to Blake Bortles before that? This was a golden opportunity to win a championship or at least a golden opportunity to get there and get to the Super Bowl. Even if Tom Brady plays, the fact that he's not practicing three days before the AFC Championship is an indicator that he's not feeling good at all right now. He's gonna—he's one of those guys who's going to practice no matter what, particularly before a playoff game. This is not good news for New England, and that only exasperates what is already a disaster for Pittsburgh, that would make this one of the cataclysmic failures, all-time failures in the history of this storied franchise,
0: not to overreact. Now, here, here's the problem I have with this Tom Brady nonsense. <laughs> Tom Brady's hand is a little dinged up. But to beat the Jags, they're going to probably run the ball a ton anyway because I think you have to run right at the Jags to beat them. Um, so now all we're doing here is we're extending the legend of Tom Brady. We're extending the narrative. Tom Brady this year, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you now, because everybody in Boston loves having all the odds stacked against them, and, you know, it's us against the world. Tom Brady, in the AFC Championship game, with a banged-up hand against the best, the meanest defense in the league, somehow pulled out that win 20-13, to and then went to the Super Bowl and somehow beat the Minnesota Vikings in their own stadium, the first team hosting the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady, the only one that could beat that team. That's all this is doing. Anytime there's any sort of thing that comes against Brady, I don't think of it as like, oh, this is it for him. I think, here we go. This is something else for him to be like, look what I overcame. I had a bad hand. I had a bad throwing hand. didn't matter. I'm a champion by TB12. I'm a sixth-round pick. I'm a sixth-round. Nobody believed, Nobody gave me a chance. Like Heinz Ward. Yeah. Heinz Ward's a third-round pick, and for his entire career, nobody gave me a chance. I had a concave chest. I was so weirdly shaped. Nobody gave me a chance. I'm Tom Brady. Good-looking man with that concave chest. Sure. He looked kind of like you, but
1: taller. And hotter. Now, my mom said... Prior to the Steelers' loss in the division round, she goes, Tom Brady looks a little haggard, looks a little old. And mm-hmm. then Tom Brady goes out and throws, what, 37 completions he, for
0: 300-some-odd yards? Wants, he wants you to think that. You know, he wants you to think. Look, he, he's, he's turning into Steve McNair. Remember when Steve McNair would have, like, broken ribs and, like, bruised thigh and 14 concussions and all this crazy stuff, and then he'd go out there and just play awesome? That's what Brady's doing. He's like, I want to be Steve McNair. Not at the end, but, you know, like, while he was playing Steve McNair. Oh, uh, you mean not
1: murdered? Correct. Okay, I'm really happy you cleared that one up, Slack. I th- I thought maybe you were ins- insinuating that Tom Brady wanted to be shot in the head. James in Mississippi next up on the Crowley Show. Hello, James. Hey. you think Tom you Brady want- wants to be shot in the head? I don't think so.
3: <laughs> I don't think he wants to be shot in the head. No. But, uh, I was kind of glad he did.
1: Oh Jesus! Oh my God! This is why, this is why we can't have nice things, Slack. Oh my God! <laughs> was that was that guy saying he's happy Steve McNair died? Is that what he just said? Or was he open? hoping that someone <laughs> shot Brady in the head? Oh my God! This is why you can't. Who p- listens to this show? Why are people you horrible? Can't, you can't play games with callers because the callers are dumber than us. And when you play a game with the caller, the caller's not going to get it, and he's going to say something like, I'm happy Steve McNair got shot in the head. Jesus! They're not dumber than me. dancing,
0: my God! You know, it's my fault. I shouldn't have brought up Steve McNair. But that's the other thing. I come on this show, you know, I've never made a Steve McNair murder joke before until i come on this show and now i do it wasn't even a joke no it was just a clarification that
1: absolutely did not belong in the conversation of course well you you here's what you said you said tom brady kind of doing the steve mcnair thing well not not at the end you know like Wait. not when he got shot in the head okay thank you slack you freaking nut job mr anderson next up in swissville hello
4: wow to follow up that call hey i got two points Put the safety on, Mr. Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if they're not going to sign a uh, Bell to a long contract, please trade him because if I were him and, and I didn't get my long contract, I would sit out. And number two, um, if you take away the turnover from Ben Roethlisberger, what's the score of the game? We win. So everybody can point fingers, and and I was going to come on and say the same thing, but looking at it, because I was going to come on and say fire the offensive coordinator, fire the defensive coordinator, but if you take away that play that Ben did, guess what? We win the game. As bad as our defense so-called was, and the Jags have a great defense, they gave up 42 points.
1: That's all I have to say. Well, yeah, Mr. Anderson, here's the deal. Ben Roethlisberger made the plays, and Ben Roethlisberger is also a reason that they lost the game. Uh, I think that you can argue on behalf of the offensive coordinator if you want, and you can also argue on behalf of Ben. I, I think it just depends on what agenda you're trying to set. If you like the offensive coordinator, you can say, well, he didn't fumble the football, he didn't throw the interception. If you are rooting for Ben, you can say, well, Ben made plays to playmakers that really weren't the play design Ben chucking one up to AB talent makes that play Ben chucking it up to Martavis Bryant talent makes that play Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball backwards to Le'Veon Bell talent makes that play not the way the offense is designed and since I was pulling for Todd Haley to get canned or not have his contract renewed that's the way I'm going to look at it okay let's see if we can make this work with James this time around James ask your question hello
3: Hey, how you doing? Uh, what they're gonna do now with uh, the defense? Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if uh, they could move T.J. Watson to middle linebacker and have Williams and uh, on, on one end and uh, the other defense down the other
1: James, I could see a circumstance that would make sense to me where the Steelers do go to a four three. Doubt it's gonna happen, but if they did. I do think that T.J. Watt would be a pretty good weak side linebacker, middle linebacker. I still think he could be utilized in that scheme because he can go sideline to sideline, and he's so good in coverage anyhow. Uh, But the Steelers aren't going to do that. One of the issues why they get run on so much, though, is that when they do go to the four-man front in the nickel or the dime, they've got the three-down linemen, and then they use one of their outside linebackers as that fourth lineman, and they're just too small. You've got four guys, then one's undersized, and it's just... It doesn't work for me, and that's been a big issue. <sighs> Happy we sidestepped the Steve McNair stuff. If only he could have. 412 Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Coming up next, as it relates to the Pirates, how important is a face of the franchise? That can't be the only thing you're arguing here. And if it is... You're a fool! We discuss. It's the Crowley Show with Randy Slack and he's... It was sad to see Andrew McCutcheon go because he was the face of the franchise and he represented hope. And I remember exactly where I was when Andrew McCutcheon signed his contract and I got tears in my eyes because I thought, man, this team might be for real now. So when he leaves, gets shipped out of town, I'm upset. It's okay to be upset that the face of the franchise is gone. It's okay to be upset that that hope that you once had is now destroyed. But just because Andrew McCutcheon's the face of the franchise doesn't mean that he can't be traded. If that's the only reason that you're mad at the Pirates, come on now. Because financially, the Pirates, whether it's a self-imposed spending limit or not, and it is self-imposed, they operate this certain way. When you get close to free agency, you get rid of the guy. And you try to turn that guy into more guys. And then when they get to free agency, you ship them off. It's been the way that it's worked here in the last couple of decades. It's going to be the way that it works in perpetuity. If you don't like McCutcheon being traded... Because of the sentimental value, I get it. But if that's the thing that's saying in your mind, F Bob Nutting," uh, then I think that you're a little out of touch. You got to realize, Slack, that whether it's sentimental value or not, I don't think... Being the quote-unquote face of a franchise adds anything to a team that's not going to be good regardless. Andrew McCutcheon being here might sell a few more tickets, but what's being the face of the franchise really mean? What's
0: it really worth? It's worth nothing. Bam! In 2016, when Kutch wasn't hitting, everybody wanted to trade him, which is a terrible idea because you don't trade a guy when he stinks. Because you know what you're going to get? Guys that stink. You're not going to get anything for him. I think the timing was bad because of the Garrett Cole trade happening two days before and everything <laughs> kind of happening while the Steelers just had their debacle. Pooped down their leg against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. But being a face of a franchise is silly. doesn't mean anything unless you win. I understand that the Pirates started winning and Andrew McCutcheon was the best player on the team and he symbolizes the 2013, 2014, 2015 season. He symbolizes getting out of the basement when they got closer in 2011 and 2012. They started getting more wins and it looked like after the All-Star game they're still in the race but then they'd fall off and then finally they broke through. Finally they won the wild card game. They had the Cueto game, they had the the 98 win season against the uh or the 98 win season in 15. I get that and Andrew McCutcheon was a huge part of that and he should definitely be celebrated in this town. However, He's on the downside of his career. You're not going to win this year, no matter what Neil Huntington tells you. They're not going to be they're not going to be in the playoff hunt this year. If you can get something for a guy who's on the last year of his contract, why not get it? Why not Why not roll the dice there? Uh, look, I get it. it. It it sucks to you know when you lose a guy like that, but your loyalty should be to the team, even if the owner stinks. I don't know about that. I've never...
1: I never thought that McCutcheon was going to be around and finish his career as a Pirate, despite what they've told us. I was not mad that McCutcheon got traded. What I didn't like was the return and the BS that they feed us. Like, here's this quote from Neil Huntington. Bill Brink just tweeted this out. He said, quote, There's a lot of misinformation and a lot of false narrative out there about when we're looking to compete again. We're looking to compete again this year, end quote. That's just trash. That's flaming trash. Just tell us that you're tanking. Just tell us. The Sixers did it. The Astros did it. The Cubs did it. You can tell us. Everybody does it. We're smart people. We understand the way that it needs to go down. But it's when you feed us the horse manure and then act like you're doing something else, that's when it's freaking crap. And it pisses me the hell off. And Huntington's just a mouthpiece for the stupid owner. The liar owner. They're not looking to compete again this year. That's asinine to suggest. What gave them the best chance to win this year was having Andrew McCutcheon and Garrett Cole on the team. Yep. Fact. Period. End of discussion. So when you move them away, when you move away your best hitter and the guy who should arguably be your best pitcher, you're not going to get better. That's a reality. Now we got to get to our best caller. Okay. Wilson, it's been a while. It's been a while. You tell me what's up, man.
5: It's not enough. I'm just trying to get better. After that stealer game, I talk a little pirates. Have at it. I ran my mouth like Todd Haley and ended up in a hospital. But i tell you this. You won't see me at another Pirates game until they trade and get rid of the stinking owner. I don't care who is a fish in this franchise. They stink. And they lie to us all the time. And it makes me angry. And I get tired of them doing it. I go from the Steelers to the Pirates, and it just makes me angry. it. And what, what they need to do, is they're going to trade him, what do we get for him? A box of juju beats. It's ridiculous. We trade these people and we get nothing back. We didn't win last year with these bumps. And now they're going to tell us, oh, let's trade them. We're not going to win. Oh, thank you. I already
1: know that. Wilson, you and I are on the same page, buddy, in that I'm not going to go to a Pirates game this year. I'm not going to watch Pirate games this year, even though it's part of my job responsibility. It's just not going to freaking happen. But and I love baseball. I, I love it. baseball, too. But here's the thing that you need to realize and that I already know, and maybe you already know. Even if half the Pirates fan base decides we're not going to watch and we're not going to show up, yes. Bob Nutting's still going to own the team. He's not going to sell the team. And When he does, he's going to make a bleep ton of money.
5: Root for That's the Indians, man.
1: Root for the Indians. That's what I'm doing. You love baseball? That's good baseball. They care. Even when people don't go, they pay for players. It's not what happens here. I go back
5: to Omar Marino. I wish I would root for the stick in Indians. I-, I get so frustrated. I, I want to go down that stadium and, and-, and talk to that nothing guy right to his face. I'll talk to him right to his face.
1: Why the hell is Bill Peduto tweeting now? Thanks for the call, Wilson. Good luck to Thank you. you. What's going on, Peduto? Where are you? On Twitter. Damn. I, in my email, mentioned iHeartRadio. So I wonder if the woman who helped set the interview up talked to Bill. Bill said, well, if I'm going to do anything for iHeart, it might as well be DV morning show. Probably. I bet you that's how this all went down. Sorry about that. getting skirted by the mayor here. (sighs) <sighs> Let's go now to Richard and Wheeling. Mr. Richard, who wants to talk about nutting. Oh, God. I hope it's about the Pirates owner. What's up, Mr. Richard?
3: Next. It is about nutting. I don't know who Mark is, but I guarantee you he probably knows who I am. Who? Who? Anyway, if, uh, as far as him, boy, well, you huh. sure have changed your attitude against yesterday. Uh, you all riled up basically in a tizzy about uh, getting rid of McCutcheon. Now you're thinking, well, he hasn't done anything. Uh, He hasn't really been that good. That's not what I said.
1: Mr. Richard, that's not what I said. I think the Pirates front office is lying to you. And I think that they have said in the past that whenever they get close to contending, they will spend to contend. They don't do that. Then they tell us they're going to contend this year. Meanwhile, they just traded Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon. I don't think that it was necessarily the wrong move to move at least Andrew McCutcheon, but tell us why you're doing it. Don't feed us bull bleep, and that's what they're doing. So get it right, Mr. Richard.
3: Bob Nutting should be the poster boy throughout sports of what is good about sports. Bob Nutting should be that poster boy. Why? Tell me why. Because he doesn't want to pay. These players are just getting paid Just money that's just mind-boggling.
1: Oh, you're right. You're right, Mr. Richard. This guy is avant-garde. He's on the cutting edge of changing the way that players are compensated. You know what? He's a trailblazer. You're so right. Bob Nutting is doing this just for the players and not at all for himself. Great point by you. He's not
3: doing it just for the players. He's doing it for sports in particular. That's no, perfect. he's not.
1: It's all for himself, Mr. Richard. Give me a break. You're making this guy out to be some sort of martyr. He's going to walk away with millions of dollars this year, as he does every that. year.
3: That's not the point I was trying to make. I'm trying to say that these players are making, and average mediocre players are making millions of dollars, and you're better off if you don't pay them that much. That way they'll work harder. If you pay them like $50,000 a year, they'll perform better than if you give them $20 million a year. And that's what Bob Nutting's doing. Well,
1: they'll probably do something else. I mean, you can't possibly think that Bob Nutting is somehow being a trailblazer in this regard. He's just being cheap, man. He's not trying to change the way anything's done. And, spoil- is, and I disagree with that.
3: I no, wish you'd get him on your show. How come you can't get him? You said you got Roger Goodell. Even though you
1: didn't. How about this, Mr. Richard? I emailed the Pirates today, and I tried to get Neil Huntington, and I have yet to hear back from them. If we hear back from them and I get him, you'll know. If I don't hear back, you'll also know. How's that? I'll keep tuned. Thank
0: you. Weirdo. People that complain about players' salaries are dumb. Because you know how much the owners make? Like, the players get half of all the money that the league makes. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of players that split half the money. The other half goes to 30 guys. And you're mad that the 1,000 guys that are doing all the work? What, your job, if your boss was like, I'm going to pay you less so I can get more money. Are you cool with that? Are you cool with with the management guy sitting in the corner office going, yeah, you're not getting a raise this year because I'm going to make you work harder. Screw that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, Get the money! It's the second day in a row that Mr. Richard has called and tried to stick up for Bob Nutting. He must have a personal relationship with him or something. I know Bob owns newspapers in West Virginia. Dude, Bob Nutting's a liar who wants your money in that city. He doesn't care about winning. He cares about the bottom line. And maybe I'd operate the team the same way, but as a sports owner, you should at least try to put a product on the field that makes people want to go and watch the games.
0: Yeah, I don't really know why you own a team, a sports team. Like, if you want to own a business, that's profitable. There's lots of other stuff you can own. So, like, do something else. But, I mean, look, the guy's making a ton of money because revenue sharing in baseball is awesome because there's lots of money in baseball. And for all the people that are like, well, he should sell the team. All right, then he's going to make a billion dollars selling the Pirates to somebody. So he's just going to get all that cash up front like he went to J.G. Wentworth or something.
1: I do think it's a little naive for Pirates fans who say that they're going to go to games, yet it's not a statement on Bob Nutting. I think it's a little bit naive that they would think that, Slack. Uh, I think that if you go to a Pirates game this year, whether or not that's your agenda, you are supporting the owner. And even if you want to say, I don't like the owner, even if you wear a bleep-nutting uh T shirt. You're still putting the money in his pocket.
0: Yeah, but where does that end? Oh, there's nothing there's nothing. Like that if you live done. in Allegheny County, you're paying for the stadium. So well, are you going to move to Butler County so you, he doesn't get any of your tax dollars? Well, I think that's taken a little too far. Well, I'm just saying, where where where's the line? If there's a restaurant Are you not going to watch them? If they're on TV, are you going to turn it? If you go to if you go to your lo- local sports bar, maybe you're I don't know, maybe you're a blush or something. They got the Bucko game on, you're like, hey! Turn that game off because I don't want him to get the ad revenue. I think
1: that's blurring the line unnecessarily there. I mean, if you if there's a restaurant that you don't like, you're not going to go there. If you don't like the owner because the owner yeah. is an ass, you're not going to go there. It's the same thing here, at yeah. least to
0: me. Don't go to games if you don't want to. That's I'm fine. not
1: going to, but to the people who do, I don't. I'm not going to begrudge them, but I am going to say, whether you like it or not, you're putting money in that guy's pocket. That's the reality. It's true. Hey, Slack. Yeah. Traffic's pretty bad out there. You want to stick around for another segment? Hell no. There's one segment? No. Maybe one?
0: I'll do it on the phone while I'm sitting on the parkway. I'm just kidding. I'm not doing that. Rock, paper, scissors? No.
1: You want to stick around for one more? No. Coming up next. Sorry, bud. Ben's got nobody to blame. We touched on it together. I'll do it alone. We usually do. Do it alone. It's like a Friday night.
0: It's a Crowley show.
5: (laughs) I'm sorry.